I think plastic is something that's very durable. It, as you know, it, it almost never composts or, or recycles or it never fades. So for things that have to be reused, I think it's a great material, you know, to build, uh, for example, stages with or, or, or phones or, you know, like AirPods, things that you don't throw away. And I think we have to stop using plastic for the things that we're, we would start throw away because that's the biggest problem. Hello and welcome. We're back for another series. I'm Andrea Fox and this is the Age of Plastic podcast, a podcast about, you know, like environmental stuff and the planet and that. Uh, Using plastic as your gateway drug to even more climate change issues, because frankly, everything's interlinked. If you are listening right now, there's still time to get yourself a ticket for Pebble Magazine's Virtual Future Fest. It's two days across Saturday the 7th and Sunday the 8th of November, basically asking what a carbon-neutral world would look like. A ticket link is pebblefuturefest.com. It's in the show notes as well. And you can use code SUSTAINABLEFUTURE for 10% off tickets, as well as mendalongs and cookalongs and an ethical marketplace. There's loads of brilliant talks from the likes of Dan Webb from Everyday Plastic to Lily Cole. Yes, the famous Lily Cole. And there'll also be a podcast stage two, um, and that's where I come in. All ticket holders are going to get exclusive access and downloads of that episode for two weeks before it goes live to everyone else. I'll be talking about the future of sustainable beauty with the founders of Kind2 plastic-free shampoo and conditioner bar Sue Campbell and the carbon-neutral new skincare brand Bolt Beauty. That is Lisa Sexton. So if you have any burning questions about beauty, sustainable beauty, setting up your own brand in the sustainable world, uh, let me know and I'll put them to them at the Future Fest this weekend. Email me via my website, iamandreafox.co.uk. You can see the contact form there before this weekend or you can contact on the socials, Age of Plastic Podcast on Instagram and Andrea underscore Fox on Twitter. As always, I'll put all of that in the show notes. Okay, deep breath, on to the podcast. Now, my day job and this podcast have collided on this episode because recently I got to chat to the Dutch DJ Sam Felt. Now, he's known around the world for DJing. He's also had some huge radio hits, bangers, as we call them in the business. Uh, He's had a massive hit with a singer called Rani called Post Malone, and he once did a Christmas tune for CNA because that's still a thing in Europe. But did you also know he's trying to engage his fellow DJs in a sustainable mission and is even getting his hands dirty with plastic cleanups? We delve into all of that, as well as consumerism in general, and why Sam Felt has set up his own Heartfelt Foundation, funding sustainable causes. I also think that Sam has a pretty good environmental hero, not one we've had before. Now, I spoke to the DJ Sam Felt as he was planning a live stream set where not only was he uplifting everyone with some live music, he was due to host a panel discussion all about sustainability with his fellow DJs. So here is the lovely Sam Felt. Thank you so much for chatting to me today. I'm so excited to talk to you. Of course. I wanted to ask, is it the Virtual Digital Festival? Is it the AID that you're doing, um, ADE? You're doing that in, because uh, fans have missed out on that this year. Is that right? Yeah, well, so the, the live events of Amsterdam Dance event are obviously not taking place. So last year I did a, a, a party, uh, which is called the Heartfelt Neon Jungle. We raised around 30,000 euros for, for charity, for the Heartfelt Foundation. And I think... But it was, you know, it, it made sense to do something digitally this year to still provide the, the fans with that uh, that exclusive live experience. Also, a little bit of a conference. So we're doing one hour panel with uh, top DJs discussing things like sustainability and the future and the industry. And then we're moving to a an exclusive live show, brand new live show that I've prepared with the bands. So with the live bands, the pianos, saxophone, trumpets, uh, drums, 
so it'll be very groovy and also a lot of new Seinfeld music. So uh, yeah, if you're a fan of my music, definitely tune in to cadenza.tv. Yeah, definitely. We'll make sure we share that for sure. Cool. I'm really looking awesome. forward to that. Um, I wanted to talk to you about the sustainability. I'm glad you brought it up first because you have, like you say, launched a Heartfelt label, but you've also got the whole project as a sideline to that. Looking at sustainable issues and funding sort of things that will help climate change. So I sort of wondered why exactly it was important to you uh, to launch the foundation. Well, for me, that kind of came from uh, my personal upbringing. So I was raised by two modern day hippies, always a vegetarian. We got our own garden that we got our food from, always very conscious. And then me becoming this worldwide DJ, uh, I was slowly realizing that it was re- it wasn't really matching up with the way I was brought up. So um, I think after four or five years of touring, I asked myself, okay, how can I continue to live my dream, play these shows, make people happy all around the world, but also do it in a more sustainable uh, way and in a way that matches a little bit more with you know uh, how my parents uh, brought me up. And so I spent about a year looking at solutions, looking at alternatives, things like, for example, a plastic free rider, you know, trading in my, in my polluting car, a carbon uh, offsetting, all these different, uh, different uh, solutions. Uh, and then uh, after a year, I, I started the Heartsfelt Foundation to kind of become a platform for knowledge and awareness to share what I learned during that year, to come together as an industry, hopefully share solutions with each other, raise some money, support some projects, uh, and uh, yeah, like we're building a forest, we're uh, we're we're investing in projects in, in in Africa, for example, so stuff like that. That's amazing. You mentioned building a forest because I heard, aren't you planting a tree for every uh, stream of Hold Me Close? Is that how you're doing it? Uh, not a, not one tree for every stream because I would I would be bankrupt then because it's, <laughs> like there's schemes that allow you to plant trees for about a dollar, but. The, the partner we choose is, is one of the most reliable partners, which makes it a lot more expensive, so around 20 euros uh, to, to plant a tree and also make sure that it's actually being protected and, and you know, it's growing. So uh, that would not be very sustainable on my <laughs> end financially. But yeah, for uh, for every X amount of streams, we're planting, yeah, we're planting trees. And overall, we're also donating 1% of all artists' royalties on Heartfelt uh, Records to uh, the Heartfelt Foundation and thus to uh, sustainability projects. That's amazing. I think this is... Really, really, it's lovely that you've done something like this, because like you say, it must be quite the juxtaposition between flying all around the world, not this year so much, but uh, normally to play gigs everywhere with that whole rider and all of that kind of stuff. And like you say, thinking about our impact on the planet. So I think Mm -hmm. this is, is, have you found like any sort of um, compromises you've had to make in things like that because obviously you still want to do go and do those gigs around the world right yeah what i've learned is that there's always alternatives uh sometimes it's not the easy choice but there's always a way to make things happen uh even in a sustainable way so for example um you know those co2 cannons right that's literally spraying co2 into the air as a special effect and we've got these pyro these flames like fireworks at shows and i'm working together now with a company from my hometown called magica fix that are actually uh, creating sustainable alternatives to it so instead of co2 they're using hydrogen and instead of you know spraying uh, or confetti cannons they have confetti that dissolves into nothing so stuff like that and, and and i think if you dig a little bit more and you 
you you want to spend a little bit more time, a little bit more money, you can you can find alternatives to pretty much everything um, that are a better choice for the planet uh, and, yeah. and not taking away from the experience. Completely. And, and that's so interesting that you've looked at everything in your industry that you can change because I have an environmental podcast called The Age of Plastic because working in radio, that was the one thing I could do to sort of like spread some knowledge and spread some awareness. So I think that's that's really interesting. I wanted to ask you as well what you think like the most pressing issues are on the planet right now when it comes to sustainability. Well, I think plastic is a big one because it, it's not just a pollution. It also has a lot of indirect environmental effects uh, and very much linked to that, just general pollution uh, in, uh, in general. Uh, you know, pick up your trash. Uh, like, I think that's, that's one of the things that people can do to make sure that uh, the, the earth doesn't get polluted any further. But uh, I th- also think climate change is a big thing. You know, we have a lot of work to do. Uh, both as an industry, but also as consumers, uh, but also manufacturers. Like a lot of people say, okay, well, consumerism is the solution. Like uh, buy less, re- reuse, reduce, recycle. But I think a big part, maybe even more than than fifty percent of the responsibility lies with the manufacturers and the people that promote services. So I think you can't put the genie back into the bottle. So we're now so used to our comforts of getting stuff home delivered, especially during the lockdown, uh, getting food delivered, all these things. And I think it's up to the, the providers of these services to come up with sustainable ways so we can still keep our comfort uh, because we, we, won't, we won't sacrifice that anymore, I guess. And, and also at the same time, make it sustainable also for themselves, even if it's not for the planet. Because, yeah. you know, they need to be sustainable companies too. Otherwise, they might make more money in the next five years, but they will go bankrupt in the next 10 because they're simply yeah. not, their business model is simply not sustainable. It's, yeah, I completely agree. It's something like 100 companies are responsible for 70% of <laughs> like emissions. So it's not all, like you say, down to the consumers completely. Mm-hmm. This Christmas, let's green the planet. Forget socks and instead give the greatest gift, a magical, carbon-trapping, anti-climate change contraption. A tree. Treedom have spent the past 10 years working with NGOs and farmers in 17 countries, planting indigenous species of trees, creating jobs, as well as focusing on tackling issues from hunger to gender equality. So far, Treedom have planted over 1.4 million trees. That's a lot of carbon offsetting. Over 400 million tonnes, to be exact. Here's Treedom CEO and founder, Frederico Garcia. I'm so proud of what we do every morning. I wake up, I know that I'm going to work for a purpose. Right now, we have seen a, a, an amazing change. More and more consumers, they ask for green product. So it's something from the consumer. They are asking companies to be more sustainable. So if your workplace are planning to send out gifts to clients this year, or if you've got a fussy brother to buy for like me, consider gifting on their behalf with Treedom. From a lemon tree in Kenya to a coffee tree in Guatemala, all from as little as 15 euro. You can personalise your gift and get virtual updates on your tree. Join me and green the planet this Christmas with Treedom. Head to treedom.net and use discount code AGEOFPLASTIC20 at the checkout to get 20% off your trees before midnight on December 31st, 2020. Or follow the link in the show notes wherever you are listening. And a massive thank you to Treedom for not only sorting out my Christmas shopping this year, but also sponsoring this series of the Age of Plastic podcast. Now back to my chats, all about sustainability with DJ Sam Felt. 
I wanted to ask you about David Attenborough. Is that someone who's famous over in the Netherlands? Yeah, or? I think he's famous worldwide, right? I think everybody, yeah. like, to be honest, I still need to properly have a look at his documentary. I've seen the first 30, 30 minutes or so, uh, but I haven't had the time yet to to really look at it uh, in depth. But uh, I think the message that he's, he's conveying and spreading is, some, is one that's very necessary and needed at the moment, especially coming from someone who's dedicated his life to showcasing the beauty of the world. And, and, and uh, well, I kind of have this, like, this, a call for the, of distress to the world and saying, hey, okay, guys, if we want to make sure that, you know, these videos can still be made in, in the next 50 years, uh, there's drastic change that's needed. Yeah, completely. And I suppose another person who's famous all around the world is uh, Greta Thunberg as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to ask you whether, obviously, they're two big names. And there's probably loads I don't know that you know. But I wondered who your sort of like environmental hero, if you have one. Um, um, well, I would say that's also a big one. Uh, I think for me, it's Leonardo DiCaprio, because like he, he combines... Being environmentally friendly with a form of sexiness, a coolness factor, <laughs> and I think so true. He has I, made sustainability yeah. cool now. It's cool. Yeah, and I think you know, I think the, the topic deserves and needs that. You know, uh, ten years ago, uh, if you were, you know, uh, talking about sustainability, you were like a hippie, right? And I think he, together with a lot of other people, obviously, he, he made it cool and mainstream to talk about these issues and uh, now everybody's talking about it but you know like my my when my dad was you know wearing socks that he made himself from you know stuff in our garden whatever like he uh, he was he was like a weird guy and right now people are actually thinking about these issues themselves so that's cool that's amazing yeah I love that story about your dad (laughs) (laughs) and you've organized beach cleanup so you talk about plastic waste you've done this with your DJ friends when you've had gigs and festivals before right yep yeah yeah so we did uh we did one in Amsterdam last year we did one in Miami uh pretty much all around all around the world so when I have some time after the afternoon before a show I always try to walk them up with like a cool thing that we can do together with fans or, or other DJs that are in the city yeah, it's amazing. And um, on my podcast, I always tend to ask people if they have like an item in their life which does include plastic that they couldn't live without. So I imagine as a DJ, there's quite a lot of tech. <laughs> that, yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's it. Like plastic is everywhere. And I don't mind plastic as, mm. you know, a material. I mind plastic being used for the wrong things. I think plastic is something that's very durable. It, As you know, it, it almost never compost or, or recycles or it never fades so for things that are are yeah for things that have to go uh, or at least have, have to uh, have to be reused i think it's a great material you know to yeah. build uh, for example stages with or, or or phones or you know like airpods things that you don't throw away and i think mm. we have to stop using plastic for the things that we're, we will start throw away because that's the biggest problem yeah, completely. Well, thank you so much for chatting to me. I really appreciate your time, Sam. My pleasure. Try chat. Now, I joked on this podcast once that we just need to make sustainability sexy and cool, and I'm here to help with that by holding all the sexy and cool people's coats. Um, that is basically Sam Feltz, isn't it? So glad I got some time with him. 
I don't think I've ever heard a DJ talk about sustainability ever. Correct me if I'm wrong. And I've been working in music radio quite a while now, so it's nice to see people changing what they can. And it really reminds me of a brilliant book by past guest Amanda Keatley, all about being a plastic game changer in your workplace. And also props to Sam for reminding me not to completely discredit Leonardo DiCaprio for only dating women half of his age because he has put his money where his mouth is when it comes to the environment with his own blooming foundation. Might try and get Leonardo DiCaprio on the podcast. What do you think my chances are? Oh really, I'd go lower than that, but thank you. Just before our eco life hack today, I would love it if you could give this podcast a lovely little review on Apple Podcasts. My heart honestly skips a little beat when I see that it's got a little review or a comment. Thank you if you already have done that as well. On to today's eco life hack. I was going to make this all about pumpkins, but it's a double whammy this week. We've had petitions as our eco life hack in the past, period tax being one of them. Footballer Marcus Rashford, um, he has been lobbying the government to provide free school meals for children here in the UK outside of term time. Uh, with universal credit being cut by the government, so many people back on furlough now as we go into lockdown too. I think this is just a really important one. Absolutely free to sign the petition, so I'm going to put the link in the show notes for you. Um, also, pumpkin, I mean, we've just had Halloween. <laughs> Couldn't get any scarier, frankly, in 2020. Um, Hubbub, I've said that three in five of us don't eat the carved pumpkins at Halloween, meaning 12.8 million go to waste. I mean, as long as they haven't been on the front doorstep, guys, I think they're fine. I'm going to turn mine into soup. If you want some ideas from quesadillas to kimchi, delish, um, I've put a link to some Hubbub recipes in the show notes today as our eco-life hack. Thank you so much for listening. Next time on the podcast, hear from intersectional climate activist Michaela Loach. We're going to be talking about sustainability with inclusivity and how to stay sane when it comes to working on climate justice and anti-racism activism. That's next week on the Age of Plastic podcast. Until then, wear a mask. I'll see you next week.